Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to On the Air with James Courts. I'm your host today, James Courts. Thursday, May 17th, it is a nice 73 degrees here in Covington, Ohio. Some of our top stories in the news that I'm seeing here is, uh, of course, as always, the Mueller Mueller Russian probe one year later, uh, what special counsel is investigating. I just think it's a crying shame. So much money. I, I heard somewhere, it was either yesterday or the day before, $20 million. $20 million. Uh, who's to investigate? Uh, it's crazy. I, I, I don't understand it. Taxpayer monies, but whatever. Uh, we also have the GOP uh, builds a massive shadow army uh, in fight for the House. Uh, interesting. I don't understand what that means, a shadow army. But regardless, uh, of course, as politics can get very dirty, uh, people are trying to do whatever they can to hold on to whatever uh, power, whatever illusion of power uh, that they can get. But in any case, uh, we also have the Hawaii volcano. Um, It has uh, erupted uh, somewhat, ash clouds, pouring out all over the area, and uh, people there, you know, experiencing uh, uh, all of that. Again, we talked a little bit yesterday about it. I never understand why somebody would want to live next to a volcano. Uh, You know, does Pompeo, you know, ring any bells? You know, (laughs) I don't know. But in any case, uh, all these things happening in the world today, nothing we can do about it. All we can do is lean on the Lord and trust that God will get us through them. Uh, We just pray and hope that the Lord will uh, use us in someone's life. And that's what I'm hoping in this broadcast as well, that God would use me in whatever form or fashion to be a testimony to someone. Uh, Also in our news, uh, a a lot of different things going on, people behaving in odd forms or fashion, just aggression, being upset and mad. It says a teen punched a waitress in the face at a Mother's Day brunch, claiming the server uh, was rude or was it nice or whatever. It's just really an odd thing, all these uh, uh, behaviors that people are having, having. In any case, quite a few topics I want to talk about today. The first one I want to say is I am a proud American. I was in the United States military, proud to serve in the U.S. Army, proud that uh, I was able to put on that uniform, proud that I could stand uh, in, in a way to uh, protect those back home, protect uh, uh, American citizens. I was, I was proud, and I'm still proud, <laughs> uh, of, of what I was able to do, and I don't understand the disrespect for America today. Do you understand it? This overwhelming uh, disrespect for uh, to be an American citizen. Uh, I'm not proud of the flag. Proud for what it stands for. Um, you know, I, I I believe in freedom of speech, absolutely. But I don't think that we have a right to behave in in odd 
a fashion against a country that is providing such freedoms. So today's, you know, main theme is strange thinking. Isn't it strange to uh, be given all these uh, entitlements in our country and those people that are receiving entitlements hating the very country that is blessing them with all of these wonderful benefits. I'm proud to be an American through and through. I'm also a Christian. I'm also a pastor of a church. I see nothing wrong with standing firm in my Christian faith and being involved in the decisions that our government would make. Now, I'm told that there's a separation of church and state. And what does that mean to you? I, I know what it means. It means that our government can't establish any particular state religion. But it does not mean that as a Christian, as a child of God, as someone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, that I cannot talk to uh, our government uh, about Jesus. It doesn't mean that I can't pray in public. It doesn't mean that I can't, you know, bring a Bible to school. But there have been laws put into play, and, and I have to believe that some of our so-called Christian brethren are seemingly thinking that if you're a Christian, you can't talk about politics. If you're a Christian, you can't, you know, uh, speak to uh, the issues that are very relevant to my freedoms in this nation. I believe that I can, and I believe that I should from a biblical principle. Also, I should believe as a Christian, I look to uh, spread the gospel message wherever I am. I'm not going to allow the government to, uh, uh, you know, oppose me in the sense of me being quiet because of maybe what the government says I have to be, and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to serve God first. Well, I think that, that, you know, leaving a little bit off that topic there, there's a rudeness level that has uh, just overwhelmed uh, maybe not just our nation, uh, but it seems like the whole world, but in particular in our nation. When I was growing up in southeast Texas, I was raised by parents, and of course, uh, in the community, everyone did did this as well. It was a common practice to say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Very common practice. It wasn't uh, a way of just recognizing someone was older. It was a way of uh, being respectful to those around you. Uh, you might say yes, sir, or no, sir, or yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, to someone younger than you. Uh, and it's a sign of respect. It's a sign of, of uh, you know, uh, not being rude. Now, I have never liked it with kids these days. Yeah. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. Because of the lack of respecting those around you, you're seeing this atrophy having taken hold in our nation. You're seeing people not respecting one another because it's not taught that you should respect one another. Isn't that strange thinking how people no longer 
want to be courteous, no longer want to uh, be kind. My youngest son got a job working at uh, a local pizza place around here. And uh, one of the things that when he went into the interview, he said, yes, ma'am, to the manager. And she recognized what he said, and she really liked his speech. She wasn't used to it, and she made comment to him about it. Because it's not common practice for people to respect in communication. Well, how do we communicate, or how should we communicate? Number one, we need to rule out uh, one of the... uh, the main things in our speech to other people, and that is expecting someone to agree with you uh, and and know that if you expect someone to agree with you, you need to realize that's a little arrogant. No one has to agree with you, just like today as I'm talking. If uh, you're listening to this broadcast and, and uh, something I have said... <laughs> upset you. You, you. you don't have to agree, and I don't expect you to have to agree with me. But what we need to expect is to agree to disagree. Now, sometimes that we're going to uh, meet up with opposition thinking. We're going to meet up with someone who doesn't uh, hold our same even values, and we need to agree to disagree. But we need to learn to respect one another in that process, learning how to talk to one another. I think it all goes back to this mentality of expecting everyone to agree with you. Uh, I think it goes back to, um, especially the last couple of generations, uh, a lot of our youth have been awarded for just being them. Wouldn't you agree? When everybody on the team gets a gold medal, That means everybody's a winner even if they lose. So they expect to always win. They expect to always, you know, be right, to never be challenged. It goes a little bit back yesterday about liberalism. Liberalism in its basic view is tolerance. What does that mean? Liberalism to tolerate everything, because if you believe in everything, you really believe in nothing. Or if you tolerate everything, you can tolerate nothing. It goes back and forth, but the truth is, you can't truly be a liberal, because some there are some things that you will not tolerate. So liberalism is, on face value, a lie. And so we're seeing this generation of people that, number one, there's a rudeness level. They're not, they're not proud to be an American. We see Christians not proud to be an American, which we should because of our freedom of religion. We don't see people today communicating to one another as they should, especially not with uh Uh, the notion that the person that they're talking to has to agree with them. I don't believe anybody has to agree with me. And what it all boils down to is everybody's trying to reach for that power level to be in control. Uh, If you're wanting to call in today, I just want to remind you, you can call in to 929 
877-277-2766. If you have some thoughts of anything that I'm saying, if you might want to disagree with me, call in. It's perfectly fine. I'm all right with it. I'll agree to disagree with you. But in any case, uh, give us a call anytime you want. Share this uh, broadcast with uh, others if you're enjoying it. And, uh, and I hope you are. You know, as I was saying, people today expect to be awarded for just being them. And such a wrong mentality. Uh, you see uh, actors now who, uh, you know, they, they portray the president or a president in a movie or a senator or they portray themselves as some commander or general of some army in some movie. And it's an act. They're actors. And they're very much involved in uh, framing our society's uh, uh, view, especially of themselves. And they're, they're, they plant seeds of uh, whatever it is that they're desiring to captivate people's attention. And Hollywood has really drawn our nation into a, a uh, immoral state. We've allowed it to happen as a people because we gave it place. I was, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> I was watching some old movies a while back, and uh, there was just, uh, it was just clean, wonderful uh, movies. Even the uh, the cowboy fight scene that was in there was, uh, you know, not very violent. And it's progressed, and you can see this progression. Well, that has a bearing on how we react to our uh, environment, our, our neighborhoods, uh, the people closest to us. Always true, there's always been aggression, there's always been, uh, you know, immoral things, but it's compounded. It's getting worse. Why? Because people are becoming more acceptant of these uh, bad behaviors in really graphic ways. You know, fight scenes now in a movie, you know, there's blood everywhere, maybe an eyeball, you know, teeth fly out, and people are getting used to that. The games that uh, the young ones are playing now, extremely graphic. So it's no leap of of thought for me to see, now follow me, no, you know, uh, wonderment to see these kids going into schools shooting people that disagreed with them in life because they don't know how to deal with these generations do not know how to uh, deal with confrontation. They don't know how to deal with the ability to agree to disagree. So this chip is on the shoulder of so many people today. You see these kids are, they're not even crying out for help now. Hollywood and our neighborhoods, our families, parents, they put their kids in front of the TV. They've allowed the games to control their lives, become their babysitters. And it's no wonder seeing such behaviors these days. Expecting someone to agree with you is arrogance. 
and then to retaliate is even worse. Well, this mental state, this problem, this this thing that is happening, not only in America but across the world, this conflict of behaviors and attitudes, well, it's a culmination of uh, of leading to, you know, uh, wars, all of these things. I can't understand why Israel's not allowed to be Israel. Turkey issuing a decree that uh, all Arab nations need to attack Israel. Why? Why? Why can't Israel be Israel? Why can't they agree to disagree? That's the problem. Now that's on a <clears throat> you know a very large scope, a country going against a country, but think about in your own home, spouses, husbands and wives, trying to clamor for power in that relationship expecting your spouse to agree with you 100% is arrogance especially when you get mad about it to the point where you know you're wanting to uh fight and boy I understand there's a lot of folks that are that are you know a lot of relationships are falling apart because of that very uh thing <clears throat> well all of this problems, all of these things have infected even Christianity. Yeah, I'm bringing it right back around there. A lot of these views in our in our churches. Uh, it's not anything new. The Church of Corinth, there was that same problem. You had Paul address it very much. He said, how come I hear that there's divisions among you? <laughs> you baptized in Cephas' name, Apollos' name. People often have come to that place where they begin to, you know, follow everything else but that which is right. Black lives matter. Uh, the phrase is a good phrase. Black lives do matter. But you know what? So does white lives. Yellow lives brown lives, you know, whatever palette of color you choose to use. Human lives matter. There is nothing wrong with that statement. And for any of us to all of a sudden start thinking that, well, I can't say that because it might be offensive to someone, is strange thinking. It's absolute strange thinking. As a Christian, I have uh, no problem sharing my beliefs. And if someone disagrees with me, that's fine. That's all right. And I'm going to agree to disagree with them. But it's strange thinking when I am not standing up on the principles because I'm afraid of someone's offense or I'm afraid that well you know they expect me to agree with them you know therefore I'm not going to uh, stand up on the principles on the beliefs that I hold 
everybody in this country, in this world, is facing with that dilemma somehow in their family, in their church, in their workplace, all of these things. And it comes back to needing to understand how to be polite, how to be courteous. You know, so much division happening in our world, and no one wants to give a solution. Not really. You know, I I I I do hold that a country should <clears throat> protect itself, but I don't believe our country should be a police state in the sense of policing the world. Although it is turning into Big Brother watching us a lot here lately, but in any case, I digress. But it's not our job to go around the world and make sure everybody's behaving right. I think that's arrogance butting your nose in someone else's business. That's my opinion. Do you agree with me, or will you agree to disagree with me, and then get on with your life? Most of the world today seeks to do what it wants to do. The Bible teaches us that the nature of man is to uh, try to be a law unto itself. The very nature of man wants to be its own God. Well, we know there can only be one God. And everybody's trying to get to heaven on their own. They're trying to, you know, find their way that makes them happy on their journey through life into eternity. But there's only one right way. Now, you can agree to disagree with me, but when we look at the Bible, well, is it the authority in your life that is the absolute? <clears throat> is it the, the book that can't be disagreed with? Because, see, most people, again, going back to this mental state, they're expecting everybody to agree with them, and so they're looking at the Bible, and if they disagree with it, they're, they're wanting to hate on the Bible. They expect it to agree with them, and that's just silliness. And that's why a lot of people change the doctrines in the Bible to fit their own belief system. They want it to conform to their thinking. They want it to conform to their ideology. But we need to accept the Word of God for being God's Word, and it is what it is. It says what it says. Now the problem for most people is they're trying to get to heaven on their own terms. They're trying to go the way that they want to go. Well, there can only be one way. Just like there's only one way to be an American, and that is be an American. Be proud to be an American. Live in a country that wants to see you uh, be successful as well as you help others be the best American that they possibly can be. I was going to mention California. They are banning indirectly the Bible in the state of California. They uh, 
they put together a bill, which I understand it passed the House, that would ban anything that would seek to counsel a homosexual to come out of homosexuality. And, of course, the Word of God, the Bible, does teach against that. And they're making it, if, if it's you know sold or something like that, so like in bookstores, if they sell a Bible, well, that bookstore that sold that Bible can be uh, seriously punished for selling that Bible because they're saying that's fraudulent material. So they've now come out basically are saying that the Bible is fraud. Isn't that silly? Isn't that crazy? Strange thinking. You know, that's when the government, and that's why I'm thankful for Christians who are opposing some of these, these rulings that go against the freedom of religion, that are these Christian lawyers that are, you know, going against this thing and, and uh, you know, trying to get that thrown out. Thank God that God is using them, and we ought to support that idea. Now, that's politics, and some people will get mad at me and say, I shouldn't be talking about politics. But I think that's good politics. I think that is good to have Christians who are uh, standing against the, you know, the overreach of the government. In any case, so many people in our country trying to do things their way, trying to live a life that honors their flesh, and it all comes back to how we treat one another. That's a solution of how we interact with one another. And that will give us insight on a more of a, of a potential for a prosperous life. Well, I'm almost at the end of this broadcast. Again, I'm James Quartz. Uh, and I hope that in some small way that uh, you will agree with me that there needs to be change. Now, I believe ultimately that change can only come through our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that has to come through him. And I hope that we all realize and recognize that it's important to be real. It's important to live a testimony. If you call yourself a Christian, you have to live the biblical Christian lifestyle. Not what you want it to be, but what it actually says in there. I think that's important. All right, with all that said, I hope you tune in tomorrow at 11 o'clock. I got a wonderful topic. I, at least I think it's a wonderful topic. Science versus religion. What's up with cloning? I hope you'll tune in tomorrow and talk about this. And if you want to call in, of course call in. 929-477-2766. And uh, share your thoughts with me and others. I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, and I hope that in some small way, again... I'm a blessing to you today. I hope you uh, can find it to where you'll uh, share this broadcast with somebody. Share it with through your social media, uh, word of mouth, you know. And I hope that uh, we all can uh, get together and, 
uh, more often. Now, I'm doing this uh, five days a week at 11 a.m. every day. I, I can't call it in the morning, so <laughs> I don't know, pre-lunch. So I can say to you, happy pre-lunch or good pre-lunch to you. And we can get together and talk about what matters to you. So, again, thank you for tuning in. And I hope that uh, we can all get together uh, again tomorrow. Have a blessed day.